Chapter 17. Linda's Apartment. While Linda was in the bathroom putting on some makeup, I amused myself by snooping around the bookshelves in her living room. It was around 6 p.m. and we had made plans to get dinner around 7. It's interesting what you can learn about a person by doing an inventory of the books they own. I took Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights off the shelf and started flipping through the pages. I called out to Linda in the next room. What can you tell me about Emily Bronte? She was a shut-in. Her older sister wrote Jane Eyre and her brother Branwell was a drunken, lousy painter. I put the book back and continued going through her shelves. The Norton Anthology of English Literature, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, a couple of Charles Dickens, and A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. I heard Aldous Huxley died on his deathbed while under the influence of LSD, I said towards the doorway behind me. Linda's voice came out of the bathroom. When you gotta go, you gotta go. I continued my intellectual voyeurism with the next shelf. Uh-oh, this didn't look good. I read the next books out aloud. Astrology? A cosmic science? I said hesitantly. Crystals for healing? The complete reference guide? I waited for a second, but didn't get a response. Seriously? Something bounced around in the sink. You never told me what your sign is. Oh, man, this wasn't good. I had never gotten the impression that Linda was into New Age crap. I knew if I had to lie about such things, it would put a serious dent in our relationship. I answered reluctantly, Pisces? If I got you a crystal, would you wear it? I thought about it for a moment, then heard snickering from the bathroom. Those are Natalie's books, my roommate. You're killing me, I said as a wave of relief drenched me. The bottom shelf had a row of CDs. I picked up a small stack of them and said, Do I have to guess whose CDs these are? Let her rip, babe. I flipped over the first one. The Essential Backstreet Boys. I hope to God these are your roommates, I said, or else we would have to break up right now. Linda came out of the bathroom looking perfect. I don't even have any CDs. Everything's on my iPod. She walked into her bedroom. I heard her voice from down the hallway. So, where do you want to go? Before I could answer, the front door opened and a woman in her late 20s entered the apartment, carrying a small bag of groceries. Are you Gavin? My first inclination was to say something like, I hope so, playing off the fact that there was a strange man standing in her apartment. I used my better judgment and just went with, Yeah, are you Natalie? I would save the jokes, implying that I might have been a rapist for when I knew her a little better. Natalie put the bag of groceries on the kitchen table. Nice to meet you, Gavin. Linda came out of her bedroom and walked over to the dining room table. She picked up an envelope, peered inside, and said to Natalie, The electric bill was $149 this month. That's cool. Natalie said as she put something in the refrigerator. She closed the door and asked me, Linda says that you're an artist? Yeah, I said. When I'm not making frames, I paint. Do you want a glass of wine? I'm going to have some. I told her, sure, then sat down on the couch. Natalie called out from the kitchen. What do you like to paint? Mostly things like seaside landscapes. Linda got two wine glasses out of a cabinet. He's really good, she said to Natalie. He has a kind of impressionistic style, like Monet. What do you do for work, Natalie? Natalie walked out of the kitchen. I'm an actuary at East West Mutual Insurance. What does an actuary do? I spend a lot of my time doing reserve analyses or pricing adequacy reviews. I also do a lot of financial projections for clients. Jesus Christ, that sounded boring. I flat out lied and said, interesting. 
it was always helpful if you could get your girlfriend's roommate to like you. I wasn't sure whose couch this was, but if Linda and I left the wet spot, it would be nice to know the roommate would cut us some slack. Linda handed me a glass of wine. She sat down on the couch next to me and took a sip from her glass. Did you ever learn where your paintings end up? No. They wouldn't tell me anything. Really? Yeah, I said, sipping my wine. I got so annoyed with them that I snuck in through the loading dock and checked the entire DLC building. The DLC building? Gavin's going to contract to supply paintings to those guys. You snuck in? Couldn't you have gotten in trouble? I wanted to know what was happening to my paintings, I said to Natalie. I turned back to Linda. You wouldn't believe what I found. Two computer nerds looking at porn? No. An entire room full of artists, each working in their own cubicles. People working on Photoshop at their computers? No. Actual painting painting. Like with easels, brushes, and tubes of paint. It looked like they were copying other people's paintings. Why would any decent artist want to sit in a cubicle all day? But I work in a cubicle all day. No, that's different. What were they doing again? They weren't even doing their own paintings. They each had another one they were working from. Copying paintings? Yeah. Are you saying Gary Easton is forging artwork down there? On an industrial scale? She said she's been doing it for years. Did you recognize any of the artwork they were doing? No. The strange part is this woman actually likes working there. She mentioned her health plan and benefits package. I hear the DLC Corporation offers great benefit packages. But it's pointless behavior. Why would anybody want to piss their life away doing something as meaningless as copying someone else's artwork? I'd love to do something more creative in my cubicle all day. Those people sound like they have a great job. I started to get worked up. But the point of art is not just to make money. You're leaving something behind, a legacy of what you've done on this planet. If I'm lucky, they'll give me a plaque on the wall when I retire. I wasn't getting anywhere with Natalie. Maybe being an artist is an affliction, a birth defect you have to live with. Some people couldn't even put two sticks together creatively. Try and explain that to someone who decided to dedicate her life to the financial consequences of risk was a waste of time. I took a big swig of wine from my glass and looked at Linda. Where would you like to go eat? I said. Linda thought for a moment. Did you get a picture of this operation? A photo? I sat there with a puzzled look on my face. I said, I could barely bullshit my way out of there before they figured out who I was or wasn't. Linda concentrated some more, then said, Where do you deliver your artwork again? At the DLC corporate headquarters out by 495. Linda finished up her wine. That would make an interesting expose story. Billionaire creates art forgery ring. Well, how about food? There's a Mexican joint I like off 495. Would we go past the DLC headquarters? Yeah. Come on, let's stop there. Why? I'm sure they're closed. So what? I want to see the scene of the crime. I realized my girlfriend was asking me to take me to a dark parking lot in the middle of the night. What the hell was I thinking? I could get a couple of gropes in before dinner. I like that idea. Okay, I said. Let's do it.